0: It is Phillies. Today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, October the 25th, and we get to celebrate as the Phillies. Yesterday, it is announced, or at least it leaks, Salisbury, Zalecki, the whole crew at it, that Joe Girardi would indeed be the next manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. And man... I couldn't be more excited about it. If you listened to the show yesterday, you know how gung-ho I had become about Girardi being really, in my mind, the the only choice, ultimately, for this Phillies team. The only guy who I would feel incredible excitement about him coming to town. and Ultimately, the Phillies get the job done, and they deserve a lot of credit. Talked a lot, a lot about that press conference, and... The disaster that it was. And uh, hiring Girardi has has really turned this fan base around. As a fan base that was borderline despondent a couple weeks ago. That felt like the situation was dire. And look, as I said yesterday, regardless of the Girardi hire, I, I still have my concerns. I have concerns that Matt Klentag is not the right person to lead this front office. I have concerns that... John Middleton might be too involved or might not exactly know what the right decisions are, but ultimately, and of course, as we said, uh, concerns about the franchise and the health of it from an organizational talent standpoint, uh, especially in the minor leagues, but um, signing Girardi was a great step. And we talked about Brian Barber as the scouting director, hiring from the Yankees, Someone who understands the way a big market, forward-thinking organization should work. That's a great hire. And then to bring in Gerardian is just a its a home run hire. Pardon the pun. But it is. It is uh, the perfect guy when you talk about bringing in someone to a situation, an organization, that wants to employ analytics. As John Middleton made very clear, the, the really the only part of that press conference that I felt positive about was John Middleton's dedication to analytics saying, Hey, I was the person that brought analytics here. I'm the reason they're here. They're not going anywhere. Every smart team in baseball uses them. So true and totally agree with Middleton there. But the issue that the Phillies have had is not the use of analytics. It's the application of those analytics and employing them in ways that are effective and useful for the team. So, um, I think Girardi is a perfect guy for this team's situation and what they want to do. He is a guy that has blended analytics and gut feel for a long time. That is what he does as a manager. That is how he goes about his business. And um, there's a clip going around yesterday from Radio.com uh, about Girardi talking about, and this was from a little while ago, about you know how much he missed managing. That being out of the game, so to speak, for a few years just reminded him how special the job is and how much he missed it. And he said he'd also been thinking a lot about analytics and that he had used analytics his whole life, that back in the day when he was a catcher, they used to use analytics. They just didn't call him that. And I said uh, he's a mathematician at heart. He said that numbers tell the story over time, maybe not that every day individually, but over time they do. Um, But he said the application of those analytics, using those analytics, is really where we need to continue to progress from a baseball perspective. And it was just a really smart clip, and it really showed how this guy thinks about baseball and how the way he thinks about baseball is the exact type of guy this Phillies team was looking for. A guy who's going to come in and take analytics and, A, know how to apply them, but B... Is also going to use his gut as well and be able to use the eye test and all that type of stuff and and it's just a perfect guy. He's the perfect guy for this team. It's really really exciting that Girardi's here. Uh, from uh, uh, as we mentioned, you know, he's also as we discussed a lot yesterday. But I, I can't harp on it enough. In addition to being a perfect fit for a a. Um, uh, uh way he goes about uh, his business perspective and, and his outlook on the sport perspective, but also just a perfect fit for a clubhouse that needed someone to walk in there with some clout, someone to walk in there and be the adult in the room, someone to come in and say, all right, I know it's been lackadaisical around here. There hasn't been much accountability. You guys have kind of been able to run the roost, as it were. Not anymore. This is my show now. I am in charge of this team, and things are going to work a certain way. And if I see things, if I see players who are not um, doing what they're supposed to do, I'm going to hold them accountable. And I have the the clout to hold them accountable. You know, Joe Girardi steps in that clubhouse. Players have to look at him and say, all right, that's, that's Joe Girardi. That's a guy who managed the Yankees for a decade, who has won a World Series. With Kapler, while again, you know, I liked Gabe, I think he was a good guy and all that, he comes in, he's a guy who just finished playing. I mean, there's a guy on the team in Sean Rodriguez who played with Gabe Kapler. Actually, they were teammates. Think about that. Girardi comes in with some real cachet. From the moment Girardi steps in that clubhouse, he has respect. He is looked at differently than Gabe was. And I think it's really important for a young locker room or clubhouse for, a, a, you know, when you have leaders on this team. Like Bryce Harper, a perfect example. He's He is the leader of this team, but he's also someone who's never been the leader of a team before. He was certainly the face of the franchise in Washington, but he wasn't the leader of that team. He wasn't the guy who players went to. You know, that was more Jason Worth than him. And it, look, Andrew McCutcheon certainly was part of that last year. And him going down, I, I think... Again, said at the time, go back and check, Dave, that I didn't think the team could, could recover from that loss. And a lot of people thought that was crazy. But I just thought that what that guy brought from a not just on the field perspective, but that mattered, too, but from a veteran leadership perspective, from a guy who's going to show people how to go about their business and going to lead the way for people to go about their business Um I thought losing McCutcheon was massive, and I thought it, it crippled the team last year, and it did. It really did. I thought it would cripple them, and it did cripple them. And bringing a guy like Girardi in here helps set that foundation where he can help the Harpers and Romudos along. I mean, think about Romuto, what a, what, a, what a hire for J.T. Romuto. They're bringing in a guy who's not only a, a great manager, who you understands, but also uh, caught in the major leagues for 14 years. Someone who's done game plans, who's prepped for for lineups, who knows how to handle rotation, all that type of stuff, all those little tricks and all that type of stuff, all that institutional knowledge. 14 years as a catcher in Major League Baseball, three-time World Series champion, then over a decade as a manager, a year in Miami, then a decade with the Yankees. Think about all that institutional knowledge that he has about playing catcher in the major leagues, about handling a staff, all that type of stuff. I mean, J.T. Romito, we saw last year what a what a star that guy is, and I, I think he could get better with Girardi. I I really do. I mean, I think it could make a massive impact, and just the the again the knowledge that he can bring and add. Um is, is massive. And then just the track record. Again, we talk about the cachet, the clout, whatever it's justified. Again, 14-year player, three world titles, three world series titles in that as a player. And then he wins a world series as a manager. He's won manager of the year. He won manager of the year. He won seventy-eight games and won manager of the year with a Marlins roster that had a payroll of 14.9 million dollars. 14 Point nine million million. And granted, that was 2006, so the numbers have changed a bit, but not that much. Jake Arietta is making $5 million more than that this year. The whole team was fourteen point nine. million. Girardi won manager of the year with that team. He was awesome. And then a decade with the Yankees. I never, never had a losing record. Made the playoffs six times. Averaged, averaged. Ninety one wins a season as the manager of the New York Yankees. That is clout. That is Cachet. In fact, and Joe Giglio tweeted this out after it happened. It was it was shocking because because when the hire was announced, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking about? I'm like, oh what? you know, I think Girardi's the first Phillies manager ever hired who has won a World Series already. Obviously, there are guys who've been here and then won a World Series. Obviously Manuel did it here and Dallas Green did it here, but uh, you know Francona, perfect example of someone who won it here and then, um, you know, who didn't win it here and then went somewhere else to win. That's happened before, but um, the Phillies never hired someone who won a World Series. But Joe Gilia tweeted out, "It's actually the Phillies never hired anyone who would ever won a playoff series before." And then you think about it on a more macro scale. So that that just makes Girardi automatically the most accomplished manager hire the Philadelphia Phillies have ever made. And you could argue it is the most accomplished hiring in the history of Philadelphia sports. It's up there. You know, there are a few Flyers guys like Laviolette won a cup before he came here. Hitchcock won a cup before he came here, but not many. That's how masterful and how big this Girardi hiring is. I can't tell you what a big deal it is. And again, I, I, you know, look, I get it. The manager doesn't make all the difference. Uh, certainly not in baseball. If they had moved on from Clentac and hired a guy like Chaim Bloom, who it looks like is going to be the new general manager for the Red Sox, which is a bummer, um, that would have made a much bigger impact on the franchise, on the organization. There's no question. I mean, that is talking about the infrastructure, talking about the players, talking about the big, big, high level decisions that really ultimately uh, end up winning and losing seasons. But I do think the Girardi man matters. Um, I think that having a guy like Girardi here will make a difference on the field immediately. This team will be better because of Joe Girardi here. This team needed someone like Girardi. They need some discipline. They need someone who can come in and set some accountability, can make sure that everyone is working towards the same goal. And I think it matters. And I think, look, I think he's a really good in-game manager too. But I think the maybe the most important part of being a baseball manager is is managing personalities, managing egos, and then putting guys in positions to be successful. And I think Girardi is just a perfect fit for that right now, for this Phillies team. And then when you think about the Brian Barber hire, you can get a little more excited about the the organizational strength coming back. But um, I get it that if they had you know fortified the front office, it would probably do more to uh, the long-term success of this team. But... Um, it shouldn't diminish what a a hire Joe Girardi is, that the Phillies had two big openings. Look, they didn't move on from Klintak. There's nothing we could do about that. But they had two big holes to fill this offseason from a non-on-the-field perspective. Obviously, as we know, they have more than that, many more holes to fill on the field. As We need a bullpen, we need a few starters, some bats. I mean, there are some massive, massive moves to be made, which is why Chaim Bloom making those moves would have been, uh, you know, better. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, the the two openings they've had and the two hires they've made with Joe Girardi and Brian Barber plucking two guys from the Yankees. Obviously, Barber's still with the Yankees and Girardi formerly of the Yankees. Um, have been home run hires, really. I mean, Barber, we talked about yesterday too, but a national cross-checker for the Yankees, someone who comes into this scouting director role here and someone who's understands the way a big market forward thinking organization works, how they go about their business, how they make these types of decisions. It's massive. And again, just hiring outside of the organization to start and not hiring an Orioles executive is massive. I mean, I I think it's such a huge win for this team. I, I I can't speak highly enough of that decision to hire Brian Barber and then You you pair that with the Girardi decision and the fact that Girardi, again, brings such a level of professionalism and respect to the role. And then, you know, you get a new pitching coach in here, Larry Rothschild, the Yankees pitching coach, if they let him go, uh, who was with Girardi has been a name that's been um, put around. Dave Island, another former Yankee guy who was with Girardi has been thrown around. John Farrell, an interesting name that uh, was tossed around. Um, so there are some really interesting options out there. The, the, the important thing is that it's a new coaching staff all around Rob Thompson is still here. That's huge. When you think about it, the infrastructure that Thompson can stay, be the bench coach for Girardi, I think is really important as well as, um, again, I, I just, I think that even with the disappointment that has been this off season prior to this, the, you know, again, the the way the Gabe Kapler firing was handled, the eight days it took to fire the guy, he's coming to the office, got, you know turning him into a martyr in some ways, and then the press conference heard round the world, the disastrous press conference. The Phillies have recovered; they've bounced back a little bit here, and, and it's really exciting to see. It really felt like we were headed in a bad direction, and and Buck Showalter or Dusty Baker would have been okay. Look, it, it would have been. In a way, the type of hire the team needed after Gabe, someone who, again, brings credibility, brings um, baseball knowledge, institutional knowledge, history, all that type of stuff. But neither of those guys brought everything else that Joe Girardi has. They would have been okay hires. I wouldn't have been upset, but I wouldn't have been excited. I wouldn't have said, wow, okay. I know the last couple weeks were tough, but, man, I'm feeling positive again about the Phillies. I'm feeling positive again about the Phillies because of this hire. Again, in a spot where it was very, very low and down on this team, that the, the hire here has really turned things around. And um, it's exciting to think about. It really is exciting to think about. Girardi just makes such a massive difference for this team. For this organization. Again, like really, uh, the, the biggest hire in the franchise's history when it comes to hiring a manager. They've never brought someone in who has this type of resume. It's never happened for the Phillies. Not even close to this. They It's a massive hire. And you steal him away from the Mets, who seemed, it seems like Brody Van Wagen and the GM up there wants to hire someone who he can control. We know that game. Thank you, John Middleton, for stepping in. And I, look, I know that. They put out the report saying that this, Matt Klintak was really the man who made the decision. Sure. This is a John Middleton move. It has John Middleton written all over it. And for that, I say thank you, John. Thank you, John Middleton. I know that uh, you know after that press conference, there were a lot of people who were um, really down on you. But this was a, a great hire. A really good hire. You went out. You found a guy. You paid him what it took to do it. And... I think your, your organization is better off because of it. Again, for a fan base that felt like there was few people in any sort of positions of power who we could really count on and we had a lot of faith in, bringing Girardi in brings one in like that. It makes it immediate that a guy in a position of power who we as the fan base believe in. That was huge for this team. That was as necessary as it gets. And it's really exciting to see that they did it. Coming up, we'll continue this Girardi talk, what it means, what the next steps are for this team moving forward, and also uh, World Series going on as well. Uh, You can hear the dejection in my voice. We'll talk about that as well coming up in just a minute. It's Phillies today. James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We're back, Phillies today. James Seltzer as we head into the weekend with a new manager for your Philadelphia Phillies, Joe Girardi. And, again, the excitement abounds now moving forward. Girardi will be assembling his staff. As we mentioned, a few names for pitching coach. It'll be really exciting to see who they hire there. It does seem, thank goodness, after what we just went through with Chris Young and all that, that it does seem like the candidates being mentioned are all people with major league experience. Very in for that. Um, It'll be interesting to see how else he fills out the coaching staff. A hitting coach, who will that be? Um, You know, Rob Thompson will stay on his bench coach, which is great. There's a little bit of continuity there. Someone who knows the organization knows the players all that that's outstanding stuff and then look now now the time to build the team up comes as we talked yesterday a little bit about the fact this team has some potential for 2020 when you look at it when you look at the infrastructure here now um they just have to be willing to spend money it comes down to john middleton opening up the checkbook like he just did for joe girardi because garrett cole is Pretty much a must. They need another starting pitcher in addition to that. They need to build a bullpen, closer, other arms. And then they're probably going to need to add a batter, too, like a third baseman, like we talked about, or a center fielder, or something. There are moves that have to be made. This team has to redefine itself. There are guys here. There are pieces that matter JT, Harper, McCutcheon, Kingery, I think is a piece of the future. Hoskins. I think, hope is for the future. NOLA, obviously. There are some guys here, but it's not close to enough. And they are far away from some of the other teams they'd be fighting with. The Dodgers, the Nationals, the Braves, all that stuff. Um, So the offseason is already going well for the Phillies. Barber, Girardi, outstanding hires. They are two for two. Now the real stuff starts. Now the roster has to be put back together. Again, the mistakes that have been made over the last few years, they have to fill those holes. Because I know Middleton wants to compete now. He's spending money. He's ready to spend money. And look, they kind of have to. They've put themselves in a position. where you have Bryce Harper, J.T. Romita. These guys, primes of their career. when you're going to be paying them a lot of money, too. Obviously, you're already paying Arbor. You expect, we expect they're going to be paying J.T. a lot of money soon, too. Um, you can't waste it. You can't waste the primes of these guys' careers. You just can't. So the Phillies have put themselves in a position where the way the organization is set up from a infrastructure, talent infrastructure perspective that really the only way they're going to compete is if they go out and spend. And it's going to be Garrett Cole, hopefully, and it's going to be other people on top of that if they really want to compete, if they want to go for it, if they want to make some noise now, if they want to respond to what the Braves have done the last couple of years, the Nationals. Even the Mets this past season, they have to do it now and they have to add. And then you have to hope that Brian Barber starts to build the infrastructure up. And they make smart moves in the international market. They draft and develop well because that is the future, obviously. And right now, that's where it's lacking. But for right now, for 2020, for the Major League Club, they need to sign players. They need to maybe make some smart trades, whatever. But the team, obviously, as it is, is not good enough. We all know that. I mean, that is clear as day. And we know what wins. Pitching wins. Look at the teams in the World Series. The Nationals rolling out Corbin and Strasburg and and Scherzer and Anibal Sanchez pitching great, but obviously not. It's unexpected. You know the the Astros roll out with Verlander and Cole and Greinke and obviously hasn't worked out so far in the series for them. But I mean these teams getting the World Series have serious, 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 serious pitching talent. Serious talent. (laughs) Phillies don't (laughs) furthest from that. So it's going to be really exciting, and, and we'll track it as it goes. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about with this offseason. Um, you know, a lot of needs for this team. Uh, but we did just mention, it before we get out of here for the weekend, a quick note on the World Series, which has been just a frustrating one. The, the Nationals up 2 nothing. They look really good. They look like one of those teams of destiny. It seems like they are just locked in. They're having fun. They're playing for each other. They're playing together. And, um, you know, I was rooting for the Astros full bore, and then the whole Brandon Tobman situation happened, and they've since fired him yesterday, actually. But, um, you know, the assistant GM yelling at the reporters and all that whole thing, and then the organization lying about it and all that, and um, made it tough to, to root for the, the team in that spot. But at the same time, I'm not writing for the Nationals to be World Series champions. It sounds horrible to me. On the one hand, I do like the aspect of it that it, you know, is a little needle to the front office for. For not going after anybody at the deadline and for mocking the wild card game. Of course, a wildcard team from their division would win the World Series the year they did. If we don't, we don't and all that. But just as a, a Phillies fan and a Nationals hater, it's tough. And I feel for Bryce Harper, man. I feel for that kid to leave the Nationals after your old career and then them win the World Series the next year. That would be a really tough blow. So I'm hoping the Astros can come back. Obviously, it doesn't look good when the Nationals win the first two games in Houston. But um, I hope the Nationals come back. I feel for Arbor, man. That's rough. And I'm sure he wants his buddies to win. But on the same side, I'm sure he's incredibly conflicted about it. Personally, I just I don't want the Nationals to win because I don't like the Nationals. Simple as that. I'm a Phillies fan. That's the way it is. That's the way it'll always be. Sorry, Nationals. But... Look, they are a likable team, and um, I understand it. And, and, look, they're playing great baseball. They're playing fun, great baseball. Juan Soto, wow, 20 years old. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding that that kid is 20 years old? That homer he hit off Garrett Cole in game one was a just a, a human being shouldn't be able to hit a ball the opposite way off Garrett Cole like that. Like, that was nuts. He's just a monster. He's like a different species. It's unbelievable. So um We'll see. Gets back started up tonight over the weekend. Some World Series action. Hopefully, the Astros can at least make it interesting. Certainly, get back in it either way. It's been, um, hopefully, it's a message. Hopefully, the Phillies look at the Nationals and what they're doing and say, all right, we can't keep doing it the way we're doing it because we're getting lapped right now. And uh, hopefully, it's a wake up call. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it next week and continue to see where the Phillies are at and what they do. Now that the two biggest first moves made, now it's time to. Revamp the roster, so Klintak, get to it it's, uh, it's time to redeem yourself, because the job is certainly on the line now, Girardi's here uh, no more excuses they, they won't blame Girardi this time, if things don't go right so, um, big off season for this team, for this franchise Milton has to open up the checkbook, and Klintak has to pick the right guys, so fingers crossed, thank god they got a manager at least, either way, we'll be back to talk about it next week so until then have a wonderful weekend and thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 network